Welcome back to the RMD podcast from Reverse Mortgage Daily, hosted by me, RMD editor Chris Clow. In this show, we speak with reverse mortgage business leaders, professionals, government officials, and thought leaders to provide listeners with the pulse of the reverse mortgage industry and all of the business and regulatory realities which affect it. In this episode, I'm joined once again by John Luddy, the SVP of reverse lending at Norcom Mortgage in Avon, Connecticut, to talk about the reverse mortgage business climate as it stands in late 2022. After thriving during the COVID-19 pandemic before hitting a rough patch brought about by a fall-off in reverse mortgage refinance volume, Luddy shares thoughts about why now might be a real proving ground for the mission of the reverse mortgage industry, how client conversations have evolved after the pandemic and with inflation challenges, as well as the recently renewed interest in private label reverse mortgages and what might be driving interest in that product segment. Hope you enjoy it. John, thank you so much for coming back to the RMD podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Been a while. It has. It has. Uh, and no shortage of things to do on either end, I imagine. Um, but today, I thought that it would be fun to to chat with you, really to take the temperature of where we are in the reverse mortgage business, because you've been in this game specifically for very nearly 20 years. Um, and during that time, you know, you've seen a lot of ups and downs. How would you say the back-to-back hits of both the pandemic and now inflation volatility have compared with other shocks that you've seen in the industry? I would say right now, this time in, in space is the greatest opportunity to grow the reverse mortgage industry. It is by far the best uh, climate that I've been in in the 20 years that I've been doing reverse mortgages absolutely the most exciting time to be in the really? business absolutely even, even with the 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 sort of double whammy of having gone through two years of uh of pandemic circumstances and now there's the economic reckonings that are coming across the planet really and i and i think that's why it's such a dynamic space to be in because we're in the in the business of solving people's problems we offer a lot of solve, a lot of solution, and we're seeing people with more and more problems, more variety of problems, bigger problems. And so we're, we're able to help more and more people with more and more products. We have more and more products, but we also are finding clients that need our help more than ever. So I think you know, you got to remember, we're looking at the world through the other end of the telescope. So as our clients' needs grow, so does our business. We're in the forward world. They're running around with grave concerns about what's going to happen in the future to the mortgage business. And we're the opposite. I don't want to sound like an ambulance chaser, but we're the opposite that if our clients' lives were rosy, they wouldn't need us. Sure. Well, and I think that that speaks a bit to some of what we've seen over the past couple of years coming out of uh, COVID in particular, in just that there was a lot of financial uncertainty, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. But people who maybe wanted to try and find some other way to stabilize their retirement income found this option. Maybe people who had never considered it before were uh, calling their originators back. So is that sort of what you're seeing? Is is this 
moment right now with like inflation comparable to the beginning of COVID just in terms of the level of uncertainty that you see from uh, clients? Well, I think that during COVID and probably the last time we spoke, nearly our entire pipeline at Norcom was adult children acting on behalf of their parents to get a reverse mortgage to keep mom or dad home and safe and out of the dreaded convalescent home, particularly during COVID, where you couldn't even get in to visit your mother. You know, people were waving at each other through the window like someone was in prison. And and that was our number one driving force. And we had a pipeline almost entirely meeting that need. Today, we're seeing seniors and savvy seniors. I was talking with one of our branches in Massachusetts with a client that I, I hooked onto a call with, a savvy buyer of a reverse mortgage that wants to do a standby reverse mortgage because he said, my appraised value will never be higher than it is right now. And I want to prepare to retire in 10 years. So I want to put my money in the line of credit and let it grow. And, um, that's a sophistication. That's a guy that's done his homework. Obviously, we weren't the first one to talk to him. And sure. so we're seeing that. But we're solving maybe some extreme needs as well. So it's the perfect storm of extreme needs out there, maybe because of inflation or maybe just because of life circumstances, along with higher appraised value. So it gives them the opportunity. And almost all of my pipeline today and our pipeline here at Norcom has been with the portfolio loans and not the FHA loans. Surprising. I never thought I'd say that, uh, but it's true. So uh, uh, an example of which I had a, a fellow recently closed with us who had a severe hearing impairment, called his 401k administrator gave them permission to talk to his daughter, handed her the phone. She cleaned out his 401k, bought a farm in Mexico, withdrew $400,000, and now he has a $100,000 IRS liability. I had another fellow who just went through a silver divorce, ordered by the court to pay his ex 50% of the equity of the home. Both of those people really needed the product. It was the solution. Uh, one of them came from one of my videos about silver divorces that I send out to attorneys. The other one came as a bank referral. A fellow went in to borrow 100000 from the bank. They referred him over. Both of those men started, when they applied for their, their mortgage, rates were in the sevens. During the process, they went to the nines. They both closed it it, it, you know, nine and a half almost. And when I had to call and tell them that, their only question is, when am I closing? So all of the business that, that the forward people, all the angst that they're going through, all this drama about rates going up, and my goodness, they were three and now they're six and now nobody wants to buy. All of that is not part of our world. Our world is we've solved the problem. And my nine and a half looks pretty good when the IRS is charging them, you know, whatever they charge, 22%. Or when you're faced with a court order to give your ex half the equity sure. or go to jail. <laughs> I mean, you could be impaled in contempt of court. So so my point is all of the the, the things in the, 
the, the scary talk that the forward guys are talking about rates going up and stuff like that. When you're solving someone's need, the, the, the rate and term is really secondary. So you would characterize business for, for yourself and for Norcom as pretty good at the moment. Um, never, never like. been better. And something that I find interesting about what you describe is, uh, you know, you talk about the portfolio loans, the private label reverse mortgages as, uh, as a big driver of business, but you also talk about needs. And sometimes the conversations about a needs-based client and a private reverse mortgage are not interchangeable, but it sounds like you're finding in this case, they go together. Is that right? In the cases that I just articulated, they go together, but they may not solve the problem for the next client that calls us. My next client might be better served by you know, an FHA loan. They may want to take a monthly check and they may want the line of credit to grow more rapidly. Uh, the fellow I talked to in Massachusetts only wanted to talk about the FHA because he liked the rapid growth of the line of credit. So you've got to, you know, before, uh, it's a funny story, I'll tell you very quickly, but I went to the dentist and the dentist told me I needed to have a root canal. Went to the root canal guy, he took an x-ray, came in and said, oh, Mr. Luddy, you, you need a root canal. This is never going to show me the x-ray. And I said, you know what, doc? You're pointing to the wrong tooth. He said, that, that's never going to go away, that pain. I said, that's not the tooth that hurts. It's this one. And and so before you start drilling, you got to make sure that you know what the need is. And sometimes, quite frankly, Chris, our clients can't articulate the need because they're not even fully aware of it. So before you sell the solution, you have to sell them on their need. You, you have to teach them almost what their problem is and then offer the solution. And if it's an FHA, you know, that's, that's great too. I mean, I, I'm completely agnostic to what's the best for them. If, if the FHA is best for them, that's what, that's what we're going to, we're going to direct them with. Sure. I'm not going to allow a client to shoot themselves in the foot by choosing the wrong product because they don't know better. I could tell you that. Sure. Well, um, when it comes specifically to talking with your clients about economic difficulties like inflation, what do you think your colleagues in the business should keep most in mind in terms of framing the reverse mortgage proposition to someone who is really sensitive to inflation right now? Our clients should be a, a, a sensitive to inflation. I think that my colleagues in the business have to think about that. They have to think, how can I reach lead sources who someone might come to who is being pressured by inflation? So remember, don't chase leads, chase lead sources. What are the types of lead sources? And, and remember also, when you have that thought in your mind that only 5% the industry believes only 5% of the people who could be helped by a reverse mortgage raise their hand and say, hey, I, I need a reverse mortgage. So they don't know that a reverse mortgage is their solution. They go to a lead source, an attorney, a financial planner, a, a host of people, and they may not know that the reverse mortgage works. So you have to teach your lead sources, when you see this, think of me. And I would tell my colleagues, you know what? Start with oil companies. 
certainly here in the Northeast, the price of home eating oil is a concern to uh, our seniors. And uh, they're hearing from their clients saying, I, you can't deliver a thousand dollars worth of oil to my house. Although I need it, I, is there a way I can work out the payment? And um, those are new lead sources for us. Sure. I wanted to ask you too about um, the rate environment because it's uh, it's also undergone some additional volatility right now. How does that change the equation for you in conversations with clients, if at all? I mean, I know that rates. Uh, are not as existential to reverse mortgages as they are in forward. But um, how does how does the rate conversation change for you? Well, you know, in training our forward people here at Norcom about reversers, I went back and looked. I've been in this business 40 years. And when I was doing forward loans, I, I still have my old diaries. And I looked back at my day planners and at 10 and a half with one point, I had written in the margin the week of Christmas one year. I had done 10 loans. And so I think that people are more concerned about the rate than than maybe they ought to be. Now, they might say, well, that's easy for, for you to say, John. But here's the, in the forward world, if you've made your career out of just refinancing and churning and churning, you know, uh, loans, then then you have a problem because you don't have um, a business plan that can sustain this environment. You you don't have a, a career path to success, and you need to think about that. And certainly, a lot of loan officers are, and that's why they want to enter the reverse mortgage space. In the reverse mortgage world, if you're solving someone's problem, you got to trust me that the rate and terms are not as important as you might think they would be. It, it's like the closing costs. You know, people say, I can't get over explaining the closing cost to a client. But if you told a 30-year-old, you're buying this house and I'm going to put a lien on it for $20,000 worth of closing costs, which you don't have to pay me until you sell this house. But every time you reach into your pocket, there'll be enough money to pay your bills. Who wouldn't do that? Mm -hmm. sure. So- you know, properly explained after you determine the true need, the, the rate is never a, never an issue. I call clients that apply to seven half, told them that they're nine and five eights, and their only comment was, John, when are we closing? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I know that um, some people I've talked to have, uh, have seen clients walk away when they realize that they can't get as many loan proceeds, but everybody's situation is different. Well, we didn't lose uh, a loan in our pipeline. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. No, we didn't lose a loan in our pipeline. No. No, because we took the time to sell it properly to start with. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I wanted to get back to, uh, to the portfolio products, the private label products, because you said it continues to be a major driver of your business and uh, just through the grapevine and, and in some of the conversations I've had, I've heard that other lenders uh, have said that that side of the business appears to be picking up nationally. Um, but of course, you know, the lenders don't actually release figures about what the, the proprietary or the private label volume is. Um, but why do you think that side of the business might be picking up speed, especially right now? Well, I hope 
that it's not because it's just simply easier to explain. Because I take the time to explain all the products to make sure that they understand that the FHA certainly has been, you know, our cornerstone for many years and is still a great product. But why do I think it's uh, selling more uh, right now? It's a more popular product. You can, you're not constricted by the 60-40 rule. So you're able to draw more money uh, within the first 12 months. So if you're paying for in-house health care and you're paying $10,000 a month and you're restricted by the 60-40 rule that will only let someone borrow $75,000 in the first 12 months, they, they're not going to be able to draw enough money to keep mom at home to get to the second bite of the apple. They may say, I don't know how long my mom has to live. So I don't know if I want to spend $20,000 in closing costs to take the FHA loan, even though the portfolio loan is going to amortize at a higher interest rate with no closing costs, I might be better off. They may need more money to pay off, you know, that, that ex uh, spouse, they may need that money to pay off debt, which FHA won't. So there are a host of opportunities that those portfolio loans and and anyone that knows me knows I use the word portfolio and not proprietary because to me every word means something and our clients here predatory so I always use portfolio because they are supposed to be jumbo loans and people in that market like to talk about their portfolio so it's 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 a better word to use quite frankly Mm-hmm. I'm the only one, maybe, that thinks that. But I, that's <laughs> it's okay. Well, no, you, hey, you never know. You never know. I think you're the only one that I've spoken with that that makes the effort to uh, to, to position them that way. But I certainly haven't talked to every single reverse mortgage professional in the country. So, you know. well, I will tell you about that, and this is a little off track, so I apologize. But when I'm doing the training of my people at Norcom, I train them to understand that every word means something, and you have to use the correct word. So, when you talk about the sixty forty rule, you can't say you get the other money that forty percent next year, because next year is January first. You have to say in twelve months. So I'm a, a maybe it's being Irish, but I, I I'm in love with words and the language, and I think that the portfolio is better word than than uh, proprietary. Well, I think too that um, you know sometimes clients generally and certainly clients' family members might be suspicious of the industry because of the reputational issues. So they're going to hang on every word. I don't think that there's anything wrong with being precise in language so uh precise and and i will also say consistent Mm -hmm. consistent and i tell every client the same thing so that they if they say to me you said this i'm able to say no no let me tell you exactly the way i explained it to you and i learned that in the forward world sure be precise but be consistent yeah absolutely i think that that's uh that's worthy advice that's applicable in a lot of different businesses. Yeah. Um, it's a little maybe. off off our uh, our mark today, a, but it's a well, little it's, but hey, you know, you never know who needs to hear a certain piece of information when they need to hear it too. So there you I go. think it's 
fair game. We're all talking reverse mortgages here, so it's all right. all fair game. Um, I'm curious if uh, periods of difficulty like we're seeing now and coming off of the pandemic, uh, if that changes the approach that you take toward finding new referral partners. What do you think about that? I, w- I would say not. Uh, I'm I'm pretty consistent. My number one referral partners have always been attorneys. People go to their attorneys when they have uh, a problem. Attorneys don't necessarily instinctively know that a reverse mortgage is a solve. So if you can be the first guy there to explain it to them, you'll get their referrals. Uh, financial planners, yeah, somewhat. But you also have to think about uh you know, being a part of your local chamber of commerce. I do a fair amount of self-employed people. You know, people in the industry should be thinking about those blue collar self-employed guys that had great plumbing business, electrical businesses. They put five kids through college. They had a good house. They got a, you know, big home with a nice swimming pool, but they never had the ability to save any money because there was always something else tugging at their wallet. And now they're left with no retirement funds, but a but a good home that they can they can draw on. So Chamber of Commerce are a great place to find folks like that. And then think of new places, other mortgage officers, another great uh you know, people go to their local bank for a line of credit. Maybe their line of credit is is now amortizing. I've had people go to their local bank and say, you're bouncing my checks. They say, well, you don't have enough money in your checking account. Well, you took $900 for my line of credit, supposed to be 150. Well, that was for the first 10 years. And now that line of credit is, is starting to amortize and the people are panicked and the bank can't help them because now they don't have enough income to rewrite that loan and they'll call me or they'll say, well, you know, they'll say to their client, call John. So uh, those are lead sources, other other lenders. Sure. Well, you also recently expressed to me that things at Norcom appear to be going well, but um, some of our reporting recently has uh, focused on um, lenders having to lay off some folks. Um, what do you think um, reverse mortgage professionals that may have recently gone through something like that should keep in mind when they're trying to find new work in the business? Well, if they've been recently laid off, it's probably because they were working in a call center model. And anyone that's known me through the through the association or over the years through my own podcast or yours or through my uh, my weekly uh, uh, videos that I send out to the people in the industry, you know, if I, I always say, be a perennial, not an annual. An annual is a big burst of color, big show off, but shallow root system can't withstand the storms, can't withstand the winter and dies. A perennial builds a strong root system. First year you sleep, the second year they creep, the third year they leap. So you should be chasing lead sources, not leads. So if you've been recently laid off, I would suspect it's because your business model was just to churn heckum tackum refis. I've never felt that that was a career. I've actually, I've never written a heckum deckum refi. And, and I've been in the business 20 years and I've never written one. Norcom's done a couple. They were kind of unique situations, but all of our business is self-sourced and it's all almost exclusively first-time buyers of reverse mortgages because we're working with 
a strong network of lead sources of, of people like attorneys and financial planners. And so we become um, immune to that concern about the refis drying up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure that uh, some of the industry analysts would think that that's a good way to go since they've been consistent in trying to tell people to move away from refis even before the boom finished out. So it uh, sounds like uh, you took that advice to heart before they even said it. But um, Well, anyone that knows me knows that that's always been the drum that I'm beating. Sure. You know, build a network of referral sources. Mm-hmm. That's a career. So try and find maybe work that's focused on the retail side as opposed to going back into a wholesale environment. Well, I don't think it's wholesale versus retail. I think it's call center versus self-gen. Sure. And I, I've always helped mortgage officers learn how to generate their own business and learn how to sell. Say, I'm also, I, I got to be quite frank with you. I am uh, completely uh, disagree with the folks that say this product sells itself. The product, nothing sells itself, but this product doesn't. This is not a candy bar you buy at the register on your way out as an impulse. Our clients are like that horse that circles the paddock all day long until it drops instead of jumping the fence to drink the water. And you have to help them do something that for for them is unnatural. For a horse, it's unnatural to jump a fence. But you see these Olympic athletes, they can get the horse to leap over the fences. You have to do everything right. Our clients would rather simply circle the wagon and hope against hope and buy uh, lotto tickets. And you have to help them over the hurdles. And that means that you have to, uh, people can't see me, but in air quotes, sell. You have to be able to explain the product and encourage them with enthusiasm that this is the right move. And they have to trust you. And they'll know if they don't trust you, forget it. You're wasting your time. Sure. Well, John, I think we've gone around the world, but uh, it's an interesting <laughs> discussion. So thank you very much for for taking the time. I, I really appreciate you coming back to the RMD podcast. Well, thank you. I hope that I, I hit the mark of things you were looking to talk to me about, but I'm always available if someone needs some help. You know, you always create new marks. That's what I appreciate <laughs> about talking with you. It's always well, fun. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to this episode of the RMD Podcast. Again, I want to extend a very special thanks to John Luddy for taking the time to offer his thoughts on the state of the reverse mortgage business and its current potential opportunities. For more news and insights on the reverse mortgage industry, be sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at reversemortgagedaily.com. If you haven't already, subscribe to the RMD Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast content. I'm Chris Clow, and this has been a production of HW Media. The RMD Podcast is produced by Elissa Branch. Be sure to come back for an all-new episode soon. See you next time.